Here we go. Final seconds. Clutch is his name. Talking sports is his game. End zone. Touchdown with no time left. Pushing the limits. They win on the last play of the ball game. There are no limits. Are you kidding? Who can you count on to make the last throw or shot? Wow, and the game is over. Mikey Clutch. This is the final play. Unbelievable. We are back. We are back. Welcome into the final play with Mikey Clutch. I am your host, Mikey Clutch. Got a great show today. We're going to get to our definitely victory picks, which are two, three. Three straight winning weeks. We are 7-1-1 one, one in the last three weeks. That's what I call a hot streak. We'll get to that. We'll break down or we'll preview Monday night. We'll preview Sunday night. Um, we'll do our game picks. Uh, I'll give you my marquee matchups. Again, there's really not many that I like in the afternoon to 3 o'clock window. And rookie watch. Someone's coming off a bye. We'll see if Malik Willis plays again as well for the Titans. Uh, that's all really the rookies that are going to be highlighted this week. And then also the Thursday night game against the Panthers and the Falcons which wasn't as good of a game as it was a couple weeks ago that went to overtime. But we'll start with that. So the Panthers beat the Falcons 22-15. Falcons kind of showed some life at the end. But how about these Panthers? You know, after Rule gets fired, you think they'll mail it in, just give up. But that's not how these players, that's not how they think. And they've shown some fight the last few weeks, ever since actually Rule got fired and then you trade McCaffrey. But Deontay Foreman has been running wild ever since the trade. Uh, he, he had 31 carries for o- over 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Chuba Hubbard was getting some some carries. But yeah, th- this offense, it, it looks decent, especially with um, Walker there at quarterback. They've been, you know, moving the ball pretty well. They seem balanced. Uh, it was, it was, you know, the the weather was, a, you know, kind of a factor in that game. Um, it was very windy, rainy, wet. So you know, whoever had the better running game, it was going to go to them. And I and I think the Panthers' running game right now is phenomenal. And you know, I on the other side of things, I know Mariota is getting criticized, but he still went out there. I think he played pretty well given the circumstances. Listen, he he's not that number one pick that you, you expect or number two pick in the draft um, that really, you know, can take control of the game. I mean, look at, he's been around the league for a while now. He's had a couple, you know, second chance. This is his second chance really. Um, but I don't know. I, other than the, some bad throws that could have been interceptions. I know he had the one, um, but you know, Walker had the same thing. He, he had a pick that was dropped in the, in the end zone uh, for Atlanta. So um, I, I think this game, it was kind of sloppy, and another thing for Mariota. I'm not trying to like come here and defend Mariota, but he was under pressure a lot, uh, five sacks, and I, you know that Carolina pass rush they can get to you, especially with Burns there, and that's why a lot of teams wanted to trade for him, especially the Rams. They just couldn't get up, give up enough. But I think if you're the Panthers, that that's one guy you can't let go. Um, DJ Moore, he, he's a good player too, but I, I think you you build around Burns. I mean he's just so dominant, and he can get to the quarterback at any given moment. So I, I like that the Panthers ended up keeping him. And 
you know, so with Mariota under pressure a lot, it's kind of hard for him to get going, especially, you know, again, rainy weather. Kyle Pitts, another disappearing act. He's just, is he's either not getting utilized or, or what enough, um, but he just has no impact really for this team. And Drake London, though, he, he had a solid, solid performance. But, I, I mean, the, the, this Panthers team, they're, they're going to be a hard team to play week in and week out. Um, uh, maybe against more of the mediocre teams because we did see what happened when they went up against Cincinnati. They got their doors blown off. But I really like the fight and, you know, the the, the fact that they're still trying out there. You know, they, they didn't punt on the season. And especially with this NFC South, I mean, the division is up for grabs for anybody. They're now only, I think, a, a game or in a half out, a half a game. Um, we'll see how this Bucks in Seahawks game goes this weekend because Bucks right now are, have a half game lead above Atlanta for the division lead. But um, yeah, th- this division is probably going to go down to the end. Might not have a, might have a nine and eight team win this division, uh, eight and nine maybe. It just depends on how the season goes. But, yeah, I like the fact that Carolina is still kind of trying here. And, I mean, they, they could potentially make the playoffs if they get things right here. And Wilkes, phenomenal job, interim coach, having these guys playing hard and not giving up. So I really like what Carolina has been able to do ever since making those moves, those big moves um, a, a few weeks ago to, to kind of rebuild this team and put, put it in a new direction because uh, Matt Rule wasn't doing it. But yeah, I, I just I like what they've shown. And on the Atlanta side of things, yeah, it was a struggle fest. But again, on the road, bad weather. You're a dome team, not really used to the elements. Uh, so I, I think, you know, I, I personally pick Carolina in, in that one. Only one in the confidence pool to pick Carolina. But but I, I just I, uh, I I just after seeing what happened a few couple weeks ago in Atlanta. You just knew Carolina was going to come out and, and really play well because that game was theirs. If Pinheiro, uh, you know, hits an extra point and, and makes a field or makes a field goal in overtime, he had two chances to win that game for them and he blew it. But on the other side of things, Atlanta, coup. I mean, he, he missed, I think, two extra points and a field goal. Um, he, he just was not having a good night kicking in, in those elements. But yeah, I mean, hats off to the Panthers. They're still alive, which is kind of really unbelievable at this point but congratulations Panthers picking up that dub against your division foe the Atlanta Falcons all right we got some marquee matchups I got two two on the slate we got Seattle at Tampa or Seattle against Tampa in Munich Munich Germany first game there uh you know Tom Brady came out and said there's Three million requests for what was it, seventy-six thousand uh, tickets. So you know there's going to be a lot of people going to this game. It's Tom Brady, of course. People are going to want to see him, especially if this is his last year. And then you know Seattle's coming in hot. Seattle is coming in real hot. They've been playing really well, uh, led by that you know Geno Smith and, and rookie Kenneth Walker on offense, with Walker just dominating game in and game out. They're on a four-game winning streak right now, and. They've been in every game other than the San Francisco game in week two uh, when they, you know, were blown out 27-7. But, I mean, against Atlanta, you're in it until the end. Uh, 27, you know, one possession game. All their games have been one possession other than the Niners game, like I said. So, um, well, their losses, I should say. Uh, so, they've been playing really well. Pete Carroll, heck of a job. He might be my coach of the year right now. You know, front office of the year. 
I've said it week in and week out, the draft class that they hit. But we'll see. Tom Bowles and Tom Brady having the experience here. Could that be the kryptonite to this young team that is the Seattle Seahawks, especially on the defensive side of things, right? You Maybe Brady can take advantage of these rookie corners on both sides, kind of Oh, I, I, you would like to see Tampa get a run game going, but I, I just don't see that happening. They haven't had a run game all year, and they're just going to have to throw the ball, and, and why not? You have, be, you probably have better receivers than the Seahawks have corners. You, you know, So you have the talent at, at that end. Get Mike Evans going. The thing is, if Tampa, they got to limit their drops. They had, what, five, six drops against the Rams, and, and they were drive killers. They could have extended drives, and I honestly think they should have beat the Rams by at least 10. They they were able to move the ball, but they just had key drops, especially Mike Evans. I don't know what's going on with him this year, but he's just not focused. And, I mean, is this the Bruce Arians effect? I mean, would all these mistakes be happening if Bruce Arians was still the head coach? We're not sure. Um, but Todd Bowles, I mean, he's got to get that defense right, especially against Geno Smith. And, and the Seattle offense, who's been clicking on all cylinders. So let's see. I, I want Todd Bowles to really put a defensive game plan to get at Geno Smith and really force him to beat you. I know he throws a great ball. He, he, he's been unbelievable, lights out. But Tampa's defense is probably the best defense they've played since that Week 2 game against the Niners. Uh, I I can't put Chargers there because Chargers have just been so up and down all week or all year. I can't put the Giants in that discussion because the offenses that they played haven't really been all that great. Uh, so, I, you know, and, and then Denver was definitely the best defense. Well, them and the Niners um, in week one. So, and, and they only put up 17 points and, and should have lost that game. Um, so, I really think Todd Bowles can figure something out to limit Geno Smith. And, and I mean, obviously. Your focal point has to be stopping Kenneth Walker because if you can do that and put the game in Geno's hands, I think you have a better shot because, as we know, the Seahawks have struggled, uh, you know, kind of in the second half or, uh, you know, they, they can't put two halves together So against these good teams. So let's see. I, I'm, I'm really excited for this matchup in Munich. But like I said earlier, the Bucks do hold that first place as of now, half game up. Um they just, yeah, I, I want to see a clean game from the Bucks. You, you can't be dropping these passes, the easy catches. You had Scotty Miller in the back of the end zone last week for a touchdown. He drops. Luckily, you know, Brady gets the ball, you know, and they still end up winning. But still, like, these drops have been killing the Bucks all year. I This offense isn't as bad as it has looked because of these drops. I'm telling you, if they can clean that up, I think the Bucks can start rolling and, and and put some games together and really control the division and, and run away with it. I just, will they do it? I have no idea. I have no idea. But uh, Seattle is definitely a good test for it to see if they're ready to go. Moving on to my second matchup, I'm going the Jags versus the Chiefs. It's in Arrowhead. The Chiefs coming off that comeback again. A comeback. I think Pat Mahomes is he wins sixty percent of his games when when he's down ten points. Or by yeah, I think yeah, he from ten points or more, 
he has a 60% win win percentage. That that is nuts. And I think the rest of the league or the average is like 40% or something like that or 30%. So that that's a tremendous number. It just seems like they play better when they're behind. I Listen, the Jags have been playing well. Trevor Lawrence has been playing well this year. It, you know, some games are up and down, but the Jags defense is quietly playing really solid this year. Really solid. They, they give up 18 points per game, or 20 points per game, basically. Um, and the Chiefs offense puts up over 30. So I, I don't see this as a close game, to be honest, but I could be wrong. It's just one of those weird, maybe trap games for the Chiefs, but they are they are at home in Arrowhead. Jags, let's see a warm city team playing in the cold, uh, and I just I don't trust Doug Peterson. I, he obviously is a way better coach than Urban Meyer, that's for sure, and he, he's got this team at least competing. You know that, that that game last week coming from twenty behind and winning. Uh, that, that that shows something, right? These these guys are going to play. They're going to play to the you know final whistle. And they're at least in these games. And so let, let's see if that happens against the Chiefs, who the Chiefs struggled to stop Derrick Henry last week. They could have very well lost that game, but you know Mahomes just does Mahomes things. I don't think he's going to be throwing 68 passes this time, but I think he's got a shot. Let's see how that offense moves the ball uh, against this really – Really good Jags defense. Uh, but yeah, th- th- those are my two marquee matchups for the week. Let's break down. Actually, before we get into the primetime matchups, we got to do a little rookie watch. Rookie watch. Week 10. I'll start with the guy who we know is going to be starting his game. Off of a bye, the Pittsburgh Steelers play the New Orleans Saints. And... I think this is going to be Pickett's best game. Going up against Dalton and these Saints. The Saints defense has been banged up all year. You know, Marshawn Lattimore has been missing games. I I think this is the games we're going to see Pickens really, really break out here. Deontay Johnson's going to have a solid performance. And and we'll see. I I know the Pittsburgh secondary is pretty bad, but I'm looking at Pickett here. He's, I think, going to have his best start as a pro. I hope he doesn't throw any picks because uh, a lot of these picks, he's got eight on the year. Most of them weren't really his fault, to be honest. I can point at four of them, that four four picks that weren't his fault. But, you know, again, that stat's out there. He's got eight of them. Um, I, I think they can get the ground game rolling against the Saints defense that gives up 120 yards a game. And then Pickett can rely on that play action and, and get the ball moving down the field. I want to see a clean game from him, especially off the bye, bye week. Get some extra time to prepare for this. Tomlin should have these guys ready to roll. They're two and six. They need to start winning some games here um, to have any shot at the playoffs in the tough AFC, which right now they're definitely on the far outside looking in. Um, But yeah, trust me when I say I think this is going to be Pickett's best performance of the year. Prove me right because I really like this kid. I think, listen, a lot of these. Fan bases now have zero patience. A lot of these organizations have zero patience because they get pushback, you know, from the fans, and, and they want more out of their starting quarterbacks. But he's a rookie. You have to understand that that he he, he didn't start the first game of the season, so he's still kind of figuring things out here. 
we need to give these quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, especially rookies, more time to develop and give them more time to show us what they got. We can't just in six weeks come to a conclusion and think that this guy can't play. Look at what Geno Smith was has able been able to do in Seattle, turning his career around after that rough start in New York with the Jets and Todd Bowles. So we'll see. We'll see what we can what we can get from uh, from him over here. Uh, as far as the second rookie, Malik Willis, he started the last two weeks. I am not sure if Tannehill is going to be out again, um, but that that's another guy to look for because right now Tannehill is questionable. Um, he was limited Friday practice, so limited. May he may not play again, and if that's the case, Malik Willis. Listen, yes, he he didn't look amazing uh, against the Chiefs last week. He didn't have to. He had Derrick Henry leading the charge, but he made some really good throws that some guys dropped, and I, I thought. The the ball placement with Willis was a lot better than I thought it would be in that game, but he he looks solid. I I, I get it. Five for 16, 80 yards. Well, how could that how could that be solid? You have you, you just can't look at the box score. You gotta if you watch the game and you saw some of the throws he was making, and again guys were dropping. I I thought it was a good game for your second start. And against you know in that atmosphere at Arrowhead, on you know on the road after Andy Reid bye week, I thought he, you know performed performed as well as he could given the circumstances. Um, but yeah, obviously that game was all Derrick Henry. But again, as long as this guy shows progress and growth, uh, I, I love it. But we'll see. I know it hasn't looked great so far, but uh, I like the steps forward that he's taken. But that's gonna do it with rookie watch. Now we can get into these primetime games. And I love this Sunday night matchup. The Chargers on the road traveling to San Francisco. I have been saying the last few weeks, guys are getting healthier. The roster is starting to come back. I know we lost Jason Verrett to an Achilles tear. He's out for the season. But I think the Niners are going to be okay in the secondary. We saw what happened last year with all the injuries. Uh, between Mosley and Verrett and, and all the guys. So Ambry Thomas and Diamador Lenore, they're going to step up. I, I mean, I love these two young corner, cornerbacks. Th- these guys really step up and have played well when they have given, been given the snaps. So I'm excited to see them get more snaps. Um, but guess what? The offense gets Debo back. They get Kyle Juszczyk back. This is going to be the first time we get full Game action with Debo and Christian McCaffrey together. All full reps. I'm I'm so excited to see what this offense and what Shanahan dials up for these guys. And Shanahan has to start getting a little more aggressive at the end of games. Uh especially if you're only up one score. It, it seems like he 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 gets a little conservative and doesn't put the games away. I think this Chargers team, if you are up by two scores or more, I think you can really put your foot on their throat and, and really put them away because they're not going to have Mike Williams again. They're not going to have Keenan Allen again. Bosa is going to be out. Uh, they, they got a lot of injuries on that offensive line. So Bosa, Nick Bosa should, should eat. Um, and, and another guy coming back from the Niners, Drake Greenlaw. 
So this team is getting healthy at the right time. Hopefully they stay healthy, and we'll, we'll see how this game goes. But I'm excited for this matchup. Early in the year, this was one of my favorite matchups to look forward to. It just it really does suck that the Chargers are just bitten by all these fucking injuries on the offense. It, it sucks. It really sucks um, because I, I, I Chargers are probably the team that I'm rooting for most in the AFC and. I just I I I mean I'm a Herbert guy. What, what can I say? It's just this is gonna be a tough matchup for Herbert. But it, it, for the Niners, you stop Eckler. I think you're gonna be able to stop this Chargers team because not sure if Herbert is 100% yet from that torn rib cartilage and or fractured rib cartilage. I'm sorry. And uh, you know again that offensive line's beat up. He doesn't have all of his weapons. This should have Niners written all over it. So I expect them to come out. Guns blazing, and again, I can't wait to see what kind of package we get with Debo and Christian McCaffrey. I I think we might actually get a wildcat where McCaffrey's taking the snap, and he's it's a read option between him and Debo. I just watch out for that. I I think I could see that happening in this game, especially by the goal line. Um, I, just watch out for that. And you know the defense for the Chargers, they haven't been really you know what they should be. And that goes again to what I've been saying about Staley. You got to have your side of the ball figured out. You just do. And the Chargers just don't. I and I don't know what it is. I, I don't. I, I get it. They're they're they have a lot of injuries on that side of the ball, but you can't be giving up 26 points per game. You just can't. That's that's so hard to win in this league, um, especially when you're only. Offense is only putting up 23, um, but they give up 370 yards a game. That's nuts. And a lot on the ground, which you know the Niners' specialty is the running game under Shanahan. So if McCaffrey doesn't have 100 yards, I'll be shocked in this game rushing, barring any injury, which, knock on wood, I, you know, I hope he, he stays healthy, especially because what we've seen from him so far, especially last week, you know, the, the catch, running, and throwing touchdown. So... We'll, we'll we'll see how the Niners go, but I fully expect them to come out swinging and putting away the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. Then moving on to the Monday Night Football. This one, to me, is a lot more interesting than people are probably giving it credit for. The Commanders. They were on a four-game winning streak. They lost to the Vikings. but They were up 10 points in that fourth quarter, and they just couldn't put it away. But I do like what I've seen from Taylor Heineke. Heineke, he just makes better decisions with the ball than Wentz. He doesn't hold on to it. He doesn't take unnecessary sacks. Uh, I'm sorry, the Commanders were on a three-game winning streak. It would have been four against Minnesota if they could have put it away. I know the talent of competition hasn't been all that great in that win streak, but this is no easy match. I know it's in Philly, and Philly won 24-8 in in Washington the first go-around. But that Washington defense has stepped up and has been playing really well. Really, really well. And for an Eagles team that averages almost 150 yards on the ground, uh, the Commanders give up 113. We'll see. That That's going to be that's gonna be the key, obviously, in this game, is stopping that Eagles rush attack and kind of make Hurts make plays. And what he's shown he can make the plays this year. But I really do like what this Washington team has been able to do. Uh, in their last five game, they, games, they've given up 17 points per game. And I just think this is going to be closer than people imagine. And I have this one on upset alert. Last week, I told you the Jets 
at home against the Bills. That was upset worthy, and the Jets, I think, would have pulled it off, and they did. So this is this is going to be my upset alert game this week on Monday night, the Commanders at Eagles. Just watch it. I think it's going to be a close game all the way through, but we'll see how that fourth quarter goes because if the Commanders can't put it away in the fourth quarter, then obviously, clearly, they're going to lose, right? But let's just see how that game goes. I think defensively, this is a fun matchup for the defenses. I would take the under on this if you know you were betting on it. I know it's 43 and a half. Um, I could see it being like one of those 2017 games, 23 to 17, um, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the commanders to keep it close and potentially pull the upset and give the Eagles their first loss. These division games, I'm telling you, they're the division games, they always play tough for the most part. For the most part. So just keep your eye on that. But moving on. Time for game picks. Game picks. Game picks for the week. We'll go through the whole schedule for Sunday and Monday, and I'll give you my picks. I'm pretty sure we did pretty solid last week, but we'll start with that Tampa uh, and Seattle game in Munich. I'm taking Tampa here. I think this team, I think they're going to be ready. And the travel for Seattle all the way from Seattle to Munich, that could be something. Uh, These young players haven't traveled like that before. I doubt in in their careers ever so this is going to be a testament to see which coach had their team ready I I like the veteran team in this spot Uh, Seattle has a younger roster so I I just I like Tampa and the veterans and Tom Brady to get this thing going and put on a show for Munich Uh, I I think this is going to be a really competitive game and uh, maybe the score is going to be a little higher uh, which they have been but we'll see and let's go down to the noon games we got Minnesota at Buffalo. Josh Allen, limited participant in practice. He's got that UCL injury uh, after getting hit last week when throwing the ball. His arm was, you know, back ready to throw, and um, he got hit, and it, it, it tweaked it a little bit. I'm even if Case Keenum plays, it's a revenge game. Case Keenum and Stephon Diggs. It's in Buffalo. I, I really still love this Buffalo defense, even with their injuries. They've been limiting offenses. Uh, In Minnesota, listen, TJ Hawkinson, what a great trade. Minnesota was able to steal him from Detroit, division foe. But uh, he looked really good last week. I think he caught, what, eight balls for 90 yards, whatever it was. But the Minnesota offense, I think, might be limited against this Buffalo defense. And we'll see. Dome team going East Coast. To play a cold outside game, uh, I, I just I, I like Buffalo in the spot. No matter who their quarterback is, I just I like their roster a little more than Minnesota. And Minnesota, you know, they they, they struggle in, in in games. And yes, they've been winning the close games. They've only had one loss against the Eagles. But um, I I just I like Buffalo in the spot, and I, I like Buffalo at home. The the Detroit Lions at Chicago Bears. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm taking the Chicago Bears. Detroit, you know, they were on pace, record, you know, historically worst defense in NFL history, but it seems like they cleaned some things up, um, especially against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, which isn't saying much. But what I really like is obviously Justin Fields and this Bears running game. Detroit's given up a lot of yards on the ground. If you just chew the clock, 
you know, run the ball all game. And with Chase Claypool, you know, may, maybe this is going to be Fields' best game as a thrower. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what Detroit gives them. Um, but, yeah, I just I like the Bears in this spot because I do like their defense as well, uh, other than in the running game, which, you know, they played a bad running team last week. Uh, but I, I think that they, they can they – can, kind of keep at bay that Detroit offense and at least limit them in the passing game and get to Jared Goff, and that's what you got to do. But I'm taking the Bears on this one. I know it's shocker, shocker. Uh, Denver at Tennessee. I don't know why I'm leaning Denver on this one. They, they haven't shown me anything all year, really. Uh, you know, they squeak one out against the Jags, but it's the Jags in, in London. But I just, off a of bye, let, let's see, did they... Did they clean some things up? Do they figure some things out? They're able to take a longer look. I, you have to stop Derrick Henry. You do that, and Malik Willis is playing, you're probably going to have a good day, especially with your defense. Your defense should eat this offense alive, whether it's Tannehill or Malik Willis, as long as you limit Derrick Henry in that ground game. Because if Derrick Henry gets going and he's over 100 yards again, I'm just bye-bye Denver. Just, I don't see Denver putting up points, even against this Tennessee defense, which is Rabel's just been having these guys ball out. Um, but they are weaker in the passing attack. So Russell Wilson, I mean, you have to you have to take advantage of that. But I, I, I am taking Denver close. Uh, I would say, what, 17 to 14 maybe? We'll, we'll see. Uh, Jacksonville at Kansas City. I, I, I like Kansas City at home again. Warm city team going to travel on the road to play in the cold. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes and that offense is going to look a little bit better and the defense should Try and pick things up after you know what they did last week, and hopefully they don't have to come behind again. And they put this one away. I'm taking the Chiefs. Cleveland Browns at Miami. I like the Dolphins. I just love what I've seen from this offense. As long as you can protect Tua from the pass rush, that is Miles Garrett in the Cleveland defense. Tyreek Hill's gonna eat. I mean, he's been eating all all year. It's crazy. He's on pace to get 2,000 yards. And I hope he does it. It's it's ridiculous what this guy's been able to do week in and week out. And it's hard. You can't cover Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Uh, you can't contain both, let alone, you know, you, you, some teams can't even contain one. Um, so it, I, I really like what they've been doing. Cleveland, Jacoby Brissett, I still don't trust him. Uh, I know the record could be better than, than it is right now. And they're coming off that big, you know, Monday night victory against the, the Bengals. Uh I just, I, I like, I like the Dolphins in this spot. Houston Texans at the New York Giants. Giants coming off a bye. Brian Dable, he knows he's got to win this one, especially against the Houston Texans, who, who are looking, you know, like Detroit, like the worst teams in the league. And this Giants defense has been playing somewhat solid. So you limit Damian Pierce. I think you got this. I, I, I really do. I, I think the New York Giants can put this one away. Saquon Barkley, I expect to have a huge day. Daniel Jones should be able to get his legs moving as well. I like the Giants at home off a of bye in this one. The New Orleans Saints at Pittsburgh. I'm taking Pittsburgh. I, I Like I said, I think Kenny Pickett's going to have his best day. And guess who comes back for the Steelers? T.J. Watt. I would have had the Steelers in this for this game anyway, even if Watt wasn't playing. But with Watt playing, I think we'll see. Maybe this defense starts clicking because when you can rush four and you can drop back seven, that's going to be difficult for Andy Dalton, who, again, no Mike Thomas. We'll see if Jarvis Landry finally gets out there, but I doubt it. 
with the limited receiving core that they have, this, this is a good spot for Pittsburgh. I really like Pittsburgh in this one. And let's see. I want to see uh, Warren, the running back, um, get more touches in this one too. I know they said that he was going to be over Najee Harris because Najee Harris just doesn't get the thing going. He just doesn't. Um, but, yeah, I'm taking Pittsburgh at home on this one. Indianapolis Colts at the Las Vegas Raiders. <sighs> this is a stay away for me. I mean, I'm going to take the Raiders at home. I don't know why. I think it's more because just Saturday, coming in, interim coach, no experience at all. It's it's just a tricky situation. Do these guys play hard for him? Does he somehow, you know, pump them up enough to where they're going to go out there and, and beat the Raiders? I don't think so with Sam Ellinger. But, you know, Vegas, this is do or die. I mean, it was do or die last week and the week before, but you have to win this one. You have to. And... Josh McDaniels, I'm sorry, but on the hot seat, he's he could be the next coach fired. I'm not joking. And if you heard that press conference from Derek Carr last week, you know he said I, I think he was talking about McDaniels. I, I really do. He's he said we, we we can't just give up on games. Like he, you know, it, there's there's two halves of football. You just can't play 30 minutes of ball. The game's not over. And I I think that that's you know kind of taking a shot at McDaniels. Like be more aggressive. We gotta. You know, we, we got to put these things away. We can't just play one half and, and, and think that we won the game. Because look at what happened against Arizona. You had a 20-point lead and, and blew it. You had a 17-point uh, lead as well and, and lost it uh, against the, the Chiefs. So you just, McDaniels, I don't know what it is. Maybe, you know, this is the second time around. And it doesn't. It looks worse than the first time around, to be honest. Uh, so he's probably out. But I'm gonna slightly take the Raiders. But the Colts, I could see very well winning this game. Cowboys and Packers. Debt-free pick three alert. I'm taking the Cowboys in this one. I don't know why people are saying that Green Bay has a chance. I don't. I really don't. What have they shown? And now with more injuries to the receiving core. Aaron Jones might not play. And, you know, a lot of people are pointing, oh, we'll, we'll get the running game going. Listen, Dallas has been a solid, solid team against the run. And you might point to Chicago and say, well, Chicago ran all over them. Justin Fields ran all over them. You know, uh, you know, her, actually, no, I'm sorry, Herbert. I, I was thinking Miami. But either way, this Dallas team can run the ball, too. You know, it would, it would Tony Pollard, who's looked phenomenal all year. I I expect you know Dallas to win this one and win this one handedly. I, I I just don't see how Aaron Rodgers picks apart this this Dallas defense. This Dallas defense has been elite all year. You know, Bakhtiari's been inconsistently he- you know healthy unhealthy. I just this pass rush is just going to eat Aaron Rodgers alive. We saw what Detroit did, and this Dallas defense is. Far, far better than that Detroit defense. I got Dallas in this one on the road in Green Bay. Yeah, Dome team going, traveling up north to play in the cold, but I just think they're going to be able to run the ball and really dominate on defense. Cardinals Cardinals at the Rams. I don't like either teams here, obviously, but I, I just this is another stay away. Could go either way. Not sure if Stafford's playing. Not sure if Kyler's playing. Um... You know, both defenses stink, both running games stink. I mean, you, you have no idea what you're getting with these two teams. It's a division game. I, I'm slightly taking the Rams in this just because they're home. But is it really even a home game? But then again, the Cardinals fans don't travel well. 
So I'm I'm taking the Rams just based on McVay being able to own Kingsbury. That that's basically it. Um, and I just I don't know what that off either offense is really going to look like. I think Arizona's going to have a better day offensively, but we'll see defensively as the Rams they got to figure things out on that side of the ball as well. But I'm slightly taking the Rams. Chargers at Niners, like I said earlier. Niners getting really close, almost at full strength, it seems like, it's just with the impact of players that are coming back. I'm taking the Niners at home on this one. Sunday night football, primetime matchup. Shanahan really likes primetime. This Niners team comes to play standalone games. Staley on the hot seat. If the Niners go out and really punish the, the, the Chargers, and I say put up at least 20, 24 to 30 points and, and only give up, I don't know, let's say 7 or 14, uh, I, I think that Staley might be on the outs, which sucks because I, I really liked him as a head coach last year. But, yeah, his decision-making this year, uncalled for. I, I, I got last year, right? He's a young coach, rookie coach, coming in, wanting to win games, wanting to be aggressive. You had the talent. You didn't have this many injuries on the you know side of the, their defense you thought you could trust. But this year is just not the case. So I, I want to see a more conservative game from him and, and maybe – It'll keep the game close, but if he goes for it on fourth and down, fourth down in their own territory, Niners are going to take advantage of that. That's just what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, I got the Niners in this one. And then Monday night, I said upset alert. I'm taking the Eagles. Not confident in it, but they, I think they'll potentially stay undefeated. But watch out for these Commanders because I'm sure they would love to ruin their division foe going undefeated. I really, I really do, especially with the way Heineke's been playing. He's been really solid. So we'll, we'll see, but I'm taking the Eagles. Ow, those were the game picks. Let's make some money. We don't do anything illegal. Debt-free pick three. Look what I found in my pocket. Look, a year's salary right here. Is what I call them? A fun coupon. This is the debt-free pick three on the final play with Mikey Clutch. The debt-free pick three coming off a third winning week in a row. As mentioned at the top of the show, seven, one, and one. That push coming last week, I took the Falcons with the points plus three. They lost by a field goal. So, hey, a push is better than a loss. So, one loss in the last three weeks. Woo-wee! I'm still feeling hot. I thought, honestly, people were saying this is the toughest week to pick games. I kind of thought it was one of the easier ones. Uh, I'm, You know, Dallas has been in the debt-free pick three a lot this year. And I'm keeping them in there. Dallas Cowboys at the Packers. They're minus five and a half. I'm taking the Cowboys easily in this one. Um, they covered the last two times I picked them, actually. Um, so I'm, I'm keeping them in here. I, I think they're going to stay hot. This defense has shown that they are elite. They can get to any quarterback. They can cover anybody. And I think it's just going to be an easy day for this defense. I, I really do. They have no threat in the passing attack. I just I don't understand how this game is only minus 5.5. I, I, I honestly think this is a 9.5. It should be 9.5 spread. But um, I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys on the road in Green Bay to pull this off. I really, I just think, you know, Dak's starting to get back and in the swing of things, I think they're going to be able to run the ball in Green Bay's defense who has struggled to stop the run. I got Dallas all day on this one. Next one, Giants minus four and a half against the Texans. They're at home off a of bye. I think Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are going to have great days. 
uh, on the ground. I think they're going to be able to move the ball, extend drives, and that defense they can they can play they can play. Um, Wink Martindale has done a phenomenal job all year. I'm sure him and Dable offensively and defensively put together great game plans off a bye against this really bad Houston Texans team. I expect Giants to continue to roll uh, minus four and a half and Pittsburgh at home plus one and a half. My only underdog. Obviously, I I, I think they'll win outright against this New Orleans Saints team who who has not looked good all year. Uh, I I just think too many injuries on both sides of the ball. It's really hard to overcome when you're not that when you don't have a quarterback that can overcome it. Uh, they haven't really ran the ball all that well. Uh, you know, last week I, I was surprised again that Baltimore was only a two and a half favorite. Um, but like I said, I hit last week on the Tampa minus three, Baltimore minus two and a half. I just it's easy to bet against these bad teams. And I think New Orleans Saints is a bad team. I know Pittsburgh's been bad, but again, TJ Watt, that's a huge factor. I really think that's a huge factor, but taking Pittsburgh plus one and a half dogs at home. So that rounds out the debt free pick three for week 10. Dallas minus five and a half. Giants minus four and a half. Pittsburgh plus one and a half. Let's make it four weeks in a row, huh? Come on, four winning weeks in a row. But that's going to do it. Thank you for listening to the final play with Mikey Clutch. Enjoy some football on Sunday and Monday, but let's watch out for that Sunday night football game. Can't wait. See ya. You have just tuned into the final play with Mikey Clutch on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. It's not just sports, it's a way of life.